Blog Talk Radio. The Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. Go to be thrilled at the summer's biggest night race. Go to be inspired as we celebrate Independence Day and honor our military. Go to have fun with a live pre-race concert and an incredible post-race fireworks show. Go together with your family and friends to the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona, Saturday night, July 7th. Get your tickets at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com or call 1-800-PIT-SHOP. Thank you. On behalf of General Tire, where anywhere is possible, drivers, start your engines!
Rates too high, drivers not approved. Sound familiar? With over 30 years' experience, GSI Tow Truck Insurance can design a policy within your means. All we write is tow truck insurance. See to Shining Sea, Wisconsin to Georgia, Los Angeles to South Dakota. We have you covered. So what are you waiting for? Call or text us for a non-obligation quote at 262-501-7244. GSI. Big or small, we write them all. It's Monday night and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. All right. Hey, it's Monday night, and let's do it again. It's time to get rowdy. Helping me tonight, we're going to run down on the Chicago land. The Chi-Town Duel, the Hometown Duel, Chi-Town Mark and Jackman Jeff. Welcome back, guys, to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Monday night style. Ooh, doggy. I'm ready, Rowdy. I got my coffee. I'm rubbed up and ready to go. Three races in four days. We got a lot to talk about tonight. How you doing, Rowdy? Uh, good to be on the show. I've been a little hiatus lately, so good. it's good to get back to the show a little bit. I got some time, so let's uh, get rowdy. Hey guys, we're lucky enough. Hey, we're lucky enough. We was at race number eleven at Chicago Land, or y'all was at race number eleven. We got the winner, number nine this year for the for the out of twelve. Well, out of eleven, because we're headed to number twelve, race number twelve coming up. But we've had nine of the winners on Monday night. And, man, hey, I appreciate all of them calling in. Zane Smith, Shelton Creed, now Michael Self. So we got Michael calling in at, at uh, 710 Eastern Time. And after that, we got Blaine Perkins calling in at 745. We're only going to go two guests tonight because of the 4th of July split holiday. Hey, you know, we had it last week. Well, we got it this week, and then we're going to have it next week also. So, I guess that's the best of two Fourth of July's, guy. Warm weather, fireworks, and racing, Rowdy. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? I'm telling you, uh, there was some fireworks at the end of that show uh, Friday night, was there not, guys? I'm telling you, what a finish! You thought it was going to, it was a runaway, and then all of a sudden, the caution come out and. Uh, Hey, we had a green flag with two laps to go, and it was a completely different ball game then, wasn't it? Well, that's changed. That changed the whole dynamic of the race because uh, uh, Michael Self kind of led a lot of the race, and uh, once uh, Todd Gillen or Todd Gillen got by him and started to pull away from him, it was basically over until he had that uh, caution with four laps to go, and uh, an exciting restart. Yeah, it was. Jeff and I were standing on pit road, looked at each other when the yellow came out and said, whoa, we knew something was up. And uh, Michael Self 
had the the restarts all night long for the most part. Uh, he was the strongest car, so I felt good about him being able to pull it off, and by golly, he did. Uh, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but uh, Jeff's right. The dynamics of that race changed all with that yellow flag and uh, who the win was going to go to. Well, guys, Kevin Reed's got that number 15 Toyota tuned up, and uh, hey, the low, the low side seemed to capture the race every time. It did, Rowdy, and uh, they were very exciting restarts, uh, every single one of them. Uh, you could have had a wreck as easily as there wasn't, so uh, they were pushing and banging and rubbing a little bit against each other, but they kept it together and they kept it from being another yellow and uh, it produced one dramatic finish. Well, guys, you know, some of the highlights, well, listen, let's just go on. Looks like our uh, first guest is going to call in right now. Ladies and gentlemen, direct your attention to Victory Lane as Rowdy and Mark visit with this week's winner. Welcome, Michael Self, driver of that number 15 Toyota Sinclair. Welcome back to the Rowdy Maglight Show, Michael, and congratulations. Hey, Rowdy. How's it going, man? Good, uh, good to talk to you again on such short notice. Well, I, I know, Michael, it's it's kind of – hey, listen, if we would have known – what we didn't tell you, Michael, was if you're on my show on Monday night, your chances of winning that weekend is really, really good, and you kept up to the stats this weekend for us. <laughs> Well, we'll try and uh, we'll just try and keep it going. Then we'll try and carry it into Iowa next weekend. Well, I'm, uh, honestly, Michael, if you look at it, we talked about it when when you got off the phone and we got off together. I said one thing, Michael, has got going for him this weekend is he was on the show on the Monday night before the race. And hey, congratulations, what man? You've you've had the Venturini's dancing and back in Victory Lane this weekend. Yeah, but it was great. It was great to win up there at Chicago Land, especially after after the misfortune we had there last year. And winning at Chicago Land with Cincinnati Motorsports is pretty special since that's their hometown and they have uh, so much passion passion for the city of Chicago, and it means so much to them. It made it a little bit extra special. Well, Michael, I would say Iowa feels more like your only home track, as as closest to where you live. Is that what you consider a home track? I don't know if I consider it my home track, but it's definitely one of my favorite tracks. Uh, I got probably more experience there than I do anywhere else. Uh, I've run the Canyon cars a bunch there, run the Xfinity car there, ran the Arca car there last year. Um, just been around there so many times and so many different things, and have had pretty good results there. So it's a track I always look forward to going to. Well, I'm going to tell you, I watched the whole race and rewatched it. What a restart! On the very last two laps, Michael, that was that was incredible racing. Everybody wanted it. You had three cars, actually four cars, wanted to be number one, and you and you pulled out there to make it number one. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty stacked field right there, and you had all the all the contenders. You know, twenty eight, the forty one, the fifty four, the eighteen. Uh, a lot of really really strong cars there. And then you had a little bit different tire strategy. 
uh, with the 18 not taking any tires, with the 54 only taking two tires, and then me having uh, having four. Tires are huge at a place like that. I mean, that place has become so worn out over, over the years. Um, it really chews them apart. So we knew we had a big advantage right there. Um, it was just kind of about, about the timing of the restart and um, making sure that, you know, there wasn't any big, big crashes or anything that came out of it or anyone being too overly aggressive. Hey, Jeff, you're live with Michael Self. Hi, Mike. Uh, Michael, thanks for being on the show and taking time out for uh, tonight. And uh, also congratulations on your win at uh, Chicago Land Speedway. Thank you. Now, winning in Chicago and being hometown for Venturini's, uh, how much did that mean to you and the Venturini's? Well, for for the Venturini's, I know it means a huge amount. That's that's their hometown. Um, Tommy still lives up there. Bill, Kathy, Billy, they're all from there. I mean, obviously, they've had such a long history there back when they used to have the Chicago Cubs on their race cars. And, you know, Chicago is home to them. I don't think there's anywhere they look forward to going to, and they've had a pretty good history there. I think they've got five wins there now. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of a special place to go to. They they put a lot of emphasis there. For me, uh, it, it's really special after last year having such a good run there and dominating the last part of the race and just kind of narrowly missing out on a win. Um, it, it feels like a rebound to me. It just, you know, it just feels like redemption in a way because we did come so close and, uh, to to kind of finish off what we what we started there in 2017 was really what what my mindset was all about. Now, carrying the Sinclair Oil uh, sponsorship on your car, um, how much how did that mean with the Venturini's knowing that their that their dad owned a a station a Sinclair station back in the 1950s. Right, and so that that's just kind of another piece of the story. I mean, that's just something else that makes it a little bit more special. Um, it's, it's something that we've tried to tap into a little bit this year and tell the story of how Bill's dad had that station and uh, how Bill got his, his, I mean, Bill's first race car. You know, the, the first go-kart he drove was around the parking lot of that station. The first race car he drove, they kept there and, and worked on in the, the service station part of it. So, um, that it's it's really cool. I mean, it's a story that's cool for Sinclair, and you don't see really any any Sinclairs around that part now. But they're definitely remembered around there. I mean, when we went to the race fan rally up there on Wednesday night. I think we had four four or five other people, separate individuals, come tell me a story of their family that owned a Sinclair in that area somewhere in Chicago. Uh, so they've had a really big presence, and a lot of people are aware of the brand up there and, and still follow it in that area, which makes it cool. It's like they've got a pretty big following and uh, um, kind of a special fan base up there. Now, getting back to now getting to the race, um, you kind of dominated most of the night. Uh, you were able to pull, you know, after every caution, you were able to come out and take the lead and kind of lead for a bunch of laps. And then it seems like your car kind of fell off. Was your car better off on the long runs? Is that what happens? And then it fell off or better on the short runs and kind of fell off on the long runs? It, it did more so when the sun went down and the track temperature started to cool way off. Uh, it got really, really tight. When the sun was out early on in the race, we were actually really good and the track temp was a little bit warmer. Uh, we, were, we were definitely a league of our own there. Um, and if you watch the 54, 
Um, you know, he was really loose to start off the night. I felt like his car was really, really free, and, and um, that's kind of what we fought a little bit in qualifying. Um, we just got it tightened up enough for the race, but unfortunately as the sun went down more and the track temp cooled down, uh, my opinion is the track got, got tighter. I know 28 car, he got a lot tighter um, as the night went on, and I think the guys that were loose, like the 54 car to start out with, the track really came to them. And so that's something that we – um, didn't really anticipate because for the most part, Chicagoland gets looser when the sun goes down and everyone was kind of thinking that was going to be the case. And so we started out with our car, our car a little bit snug. Um, and so, you know, for the short runs there and on the, on the runs when the sun was still out, that was great. That was how we kind of dominated those parts. But when the track went the opposite way, that really, really didn't play into our hands. Now with the with that final caution with about four laps ago, you were coming down. And you, you, I didn't know that you got. I, I knew you got four tires, but I didn't know everybody else took two. And Riley Hurst basically stayed out and took none. Was the tires more the key, or was your car just better on the short runs with the restarts? You, you, would you more contribute uh, the win to the tires or the? Your short car and short run. The tires, for sure. That place is abusive uh, on tires. That place has gotten really abrasive over the years, and it's really wore out. Um, so, so tires are, are as big there as any any mile and a half that we go to, in my opinion. Uh, you go to places like Kansas, or you know, you used to go to Kentucky, and you can get away with with old tires for a couple laps just because the, the track and surface is so smooth, but not not really Chicagoland. Chicagoland, the tires wore out, and especially after you've just gone, uh, we've gone 60 laps on them. Um, and, you know, I know my tires at the end of that 60-lap run, towards the end of the race there, they were they were junk. You know, there's no way I would have restarted on, on, on those same tires and expected to hang with it. Now, we're going to see you in Iowa. Where else are we going to see you for the rest of the year other than Iowa? Uh, we'll go to, go to Iowa this weekend, and then – for the rest of July, um, I'll be I'll be gone, and then we'll be back. I guess uh, Lucas Oil Raceway Park is the next one after that, and then Salem, and then Kansas. So kind of take a break um, throughout this this you know three quarter mark of the season here, and um, refocus the last three races of the year. Now with Adventure Reedy Cars this year, uh, having Kevin Reed with you. Um, is it more with the, the Venturini cars or is it a combination of you and Kevin Reed and, you know, what's making you guys so successful this year? Uh, I, I like to think it's kind of all of the above. Um, Kevin's played a huge role over there uh, just in the setups and the way the cars are being built compared to what they've been the last couple of years. I mean, Kevin built great cars over Mason Mitchell's for me last year. Um, I think he built really good cars and he's a Finian a couple of years before that. I mean, he's just a smart guy. He's just really really good at these arca cars and knows the cars so well um but for him to do that it takes a huge commitment um from a time standpoint and a financial standpoint from billy and, and the venturini family and so billy has given kevin basically everything kevin's asked for um to improve the program and to build new race cars and build the cars the way that kevin wants and the, and the way that kevin needs and i think you're you're seeing all that stuff combined with um, talented drivers like Chandler Smith, like Christian Eckes, uh, like myself, and guys that give really good feedback and, and are able to help um, fine-tune the cars every single weekend. I think we've got a really good stable, both of guys in the cars and outside the cars, kind of putting all the pieces together. 
Okay, Michael. Um, again, congratulations on your win at Chicago, um, and uh, good luck in Iowa. And I'm going to turn you over to Mark. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. Hi, Michael. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Mark. How's it going tonight? Oh, it's going well. Glad to have you back on. I had a feeling we were going to have you on after last week. And uh, Rowdy having that that uh, unusual aspect of winning the race after being on the show just keeps coming ringing true. I think he's doing about 80% of the time right now. That's pretty good odds. <laughs> it is. We have fun with it, and uh, we, we like to share that with the with the drivers. I know they get a kick out of it too. And uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend in Iowa? Uh, it's just one of my favorite places to go race. It's just such a unique racetrack. Um, it, it's a short track, but it races like a big track. And as a track, you got to be so on top of things as far as your knowledge of the track and how the track conditions are going to change and the different lanes that you can run there, um, how your car needs to be set up daytime versus nighttime. Um, it's just a fun place. I mean, every time I've raced there, whether it was a McCainan car or an Xfinity car, I've just really enjoyed it. And um, it's, it's a really, really hard racing. Like I said, it's got characteristics of a big track, but it's also got the characteristics of the short track and, and a little bit closer racing there. So, uh, I don't know what it is about it, you know, exactly that I've always enjoyed so much. Um, you know, I've just have I've always been a place that I've really looked forward to. I think Iowa was my first big track when I was running Kane and West. We ran a lot of short tracks, you know, a lot of three quarter mile, a lot of um, three right. mile tracks, quarter mile tracks, and then my first year racing Kane in full time. Uh, you know, here we go to, to Iowa, which is just shy of a mile. And for me, I mean, that place is intimidating. The place is huge, you know, it was difficult, it didn't run well. Um, but that was my first time on what I would call a big track. And, and as we kind of went and continued to go to go to Phoenix and the K&N series and, and some of those other places, um, Iowa was a place we went to twice a year. So that's where I, I guess I learned to big track race. That's where I had more experience anywhere else because we were going there so often. Um, and so I think the experience standpoint got me comfortable there um, and now it's just a place I look forward to going back to because I've been so many times well you know you're right on, on the uh, from the west coast like you are from out west uh, the tracks are mostly smaller and uh, do you ever get a chance to run Pikes Peak at all never no I never got to run Pikes Peak Pikes Peak was cycled out by the time that I came through Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if they're even running anymore or not. I know occasionally they they have a race out there. So uh, just out of curiosity, I, I was just trying to think of what the past you've been to. Yeah, but for the West series, uh, as far as big ovals, Phoenix and Iowa, pretty much it. Um, other than that, out west, I, mean, I haven't been to Big Vegas. Haven't been to been to Fontana. Um, I haven't, I haven't been to Texas, you know, that's kind of out that direction. Right. Um, but that was, like I said, it was pretty much those two. Those were the two we bounced back and forth. And we used to go to each one of those twice a year. So that covered uh, about a third of the schedule um, with two Iowas and the two Phoenix races. Those are nice facilities, like you said. How, how do you feel about Phoenix? Uh, how do you run out there? Yeah, that's that's absolutely another one of my favorite tracks. Uh, I was able to pick up a win there in the K&N car in 2012. Um, 
picked up a third place there in early 2013. Um, was running really well. Was running second there at the end of 2013 and kind of ran higher late, finished ninth. So that's actually probably a track I miss more than anything. Um, when I was competing in the West schedule last year, unfortunately they didn't go to Phoenix, and that was a pretty big disappointment for me because I, especially even after they repaved the track, um, they had the new layout. I loved that place. I thought that place was an absolute blast. Um, always ran really well there. And so whenever I, I talk to guys about racing a truck or an Xfinity car here and there, that's, that's one of the ones I'm like, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to run Phoenix. I think I'm still pretty good at Phoenix. I can get around that place. And I'd really like to get back there and something. Sounds great. Uh, You've got a, so what do you got going on your your off uh, time here between races? Well, this week um, today we got windows going in at the house I was telling you guys about last week. So we we're replacing all the windows. I think it's like forty-one windows throughout the house. So that's wow. a huge project that we got going on starting today. Um, we got drywall work going on on Friday before I leave Fourth um, of July. I mean. My wife will get the day off. We'll go barbecue with some friends at ours, but it's just just another week of housework and, and finishing up my summer semester of school. Well, to have young, be young and have that energy to do that, Michael, I'm a little envious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you should be. It's a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> well, you know what? Get get used to it because owning a house is it's a never ending battle, and I'm a house owner too, so I know. Yeah, uh, but it's worth it's worth every it's worth every penny and it's worth every minute you put into it. Well, I hope so. I'm excited for the finished product. It's gonna be one day. You'll get there. You'll get there, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll check uh, in with you in Iowa this weekend and say hello. Uh, make sure you're. We always catch you when you're not busy, but that's not always easy. But uh, we'll we'll pop in and say hello and check in with you. I'm gonna turn you back over to Rowdy, Michael. Sounds good. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Take it away, Marty. All right. Thanks, Mark. Uh, hey, Michael, let's talk a little bit about your uh, sponsors and how they can follow you on social media, my friend. Yeah, as you guys know, Sinclair and Will, no, one, no one's bigger than them for me. They've given me a huge chance. and uh, There's nothing more rewarding than winning in the Sinclair car after everything I've been through the last couple of years of being outside a race car and them coming back and giving me a chance uh, to go race and just the excitement that those guys have and their customers have whenever we go in. Um, they just, they're so special and, and everything they do for me. I mean, all the opportunity they give me is just, just incredibly special. So give Sinclair Oil a follow. They're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, as am I, and they're always doing different giveaways and kind of fun little unique things. So it's, it's worth everyone's time to go check them out. Uh Michael, you represent them well, sir. So uh, you're a great ambassador for Sinclair, uh, Sinclair Oil. And, uh, hey, hope we talk to you again Monday night, my friend. We hope so. We'll shoot for it. Thanks for coming in and spending the night, Monday night with us sir, Michael. It sounds good. You guys have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your week. All right. Thank you. Before the July. Thank you. Thank you guys, too. Goodbye. Rates too high, drivers not approved, sound familiar? With over 30 years' experience, GSI Tow Truck Insurance can design a policy within your means. All we write is tow truck insurance. See to Shining Sea, Wisconsin to Georgia, Los Angeles to South Dakota. We have you covered. 
So what are you waiting for? Call or text us for a non-obligation quote at 262-501-7244. GSI. Big or small, we write them all. All right, guys. Hey, Michael Self. Win number two in the Venturini number 15 Toyota. And y'all yeah, say good chance to win again this weekend too, Robbie. <laughs> exactly. And he likes that track. Hey, I, I hadn't talked to anybody. No one that didn't like that track, Iowa track. Well, what about I, Stephen I Wallace? Stephen Wallace holds the record out there. I didn't realize that. Yep, well, Stephen Wallace. Well, you know, Mark, I didn't didn't think about that when I I read that he held held the record out there. No, Rusty had a a big hand in designing that track. Uh, They took a lot of aspects of Richmond and added a few of their own, and uh, they came up with quite the facility, didn't they? Well, y'all guys have been there. Uh, first hand and got media passes. Of course, the, the bad part is you don't have a desk to sit down and uh, do your work from. But we you don't can manage that much anyway, Rowdy. <laughs> nah, nah. We'll uh, we'll be out. We'll be out. The uh, the Indy cars are going to be there also, so they'll be practicing and qualifying besides the ARCA cars. So we'll have a nice full day on Saturday, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, we uh, we just got back from a three race and four day weekend, and uh, I, I'm getting a few days here to catch my breath until we hit out in the road again. Yeah, you kind of headed out to Slinger yesterday, didn't you, Mark? I was in Slinger last evening with Skip and his boys. Had a wonderful evening with the two of the, the two of the three of them. Uh, uh, nice, low key. Uh, enjoyable evening, just relaxed. The weather is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, nice breeze, cooled off. The racing is really good. Uh, got to do some uh, chatting up and, and get to know each other a little bit more. So, yeah, uh, Skip had a nice time last night. and looking forward to seeing you Tuesday night in uh, Slinger again for the Nationals. And then Saturday night I was out at Rockford for the Arkham Midwest Tour and uh, – 100 laps, 25 cars started. Uh, I think the weather got the most of a lot of these guys, and only nine finished. Uh, that's too bad. It was a pretty good race otherwise, and uh, Austin Nason won his second race of the year. Well, that made for a speedy weekend, didn't it? It did. Uh, my wife missed me a little bit. Uh, wasn't around a lot, but we'll make up for it this week. We're uh, going to go out and barbecue with family on Wednesday at the fourth, and uh, have uh, our niece and nephew-in-law are going to be up from Alabama, or from Georgia this weekend, so we'll be able to visit. They'll have that southern slang with them. Oh, she's an Indiana girl. She doesn't have that southern slang yet. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, uh, 7.45, we got Blaine calling in. Um, 
going to talk about his uh, race weekend at Chicago Land. Yeah, they they uh, they had an okay evening. They had, you know, could have been a lot worse, I guess. Well, he finished eleventh, and Max finished seventeenth, and they were running. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mason brings some good stuff, equipment to the track. Well, it's like Michael just said, uh, uh, last year, uh, Kevin Reed was working for Mason Mitchell Motorsports, and he was throwing out some really good equipment. Uh, whatever it is he's got with building these cars, uh, between Venturini and MDM, uh, they both clicked on something, haven't they, Rowdy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're winning all the races. Well, you know, that black car that John West Townley won in, our first winner, the first year we had our show, the first, our first guest was the winner of the Lucas Oil 200, and it was John West Townley, and crew chief for him was Kevin Reed. And Kevin had worked all off-season on that car, and he had a hot rod. He, he's, you know, we we were talking to a couple of car owners uh, the past few weeks at the races and what you needed, what to improve, how can you get there. And uh, a couple of the comments kind of surprised us, Rowdy. He says, you know, it's difficult to find a good, experienced crew chief for ARCA nowadays. Well, you're exactly right. We heard it gateway also, Mark. Uh, and then you go and look. All the good ones are. All the good ones are, are at work. They are, uh, and there's some awful good ones in Arca. Uh, it's yeah, uh, it, it's it's tough, and and it's just making it more difficult for some of these other teams to. Uh, uh, to work their way up the ladder without this, uh, without finding some experienced crew chief help. Well, they're looking. <laughs> Those teams looking. They are. They are rowdy. And well, you know, look even to the fact of uh, Riley Herb's crew chief, uh, Booty Barker, who's a former Cup. NASCAR Cup crew chief, and uh, if anybody knows anything about racing, it's Booty. And uh, you know what? They they are are just a click off sometimes too in catching that uh, uh, the MDM and the Venturini cars. Uh, but they're right up there with them. Jeff, what'd you come away from Chicago with? Well, it was a good race. Uh... You know, it was kind of a two-man race throughout the throughout the race. You know, again, Michael Self. Um, every time we had a restart, he was able to get off and pull away from everybody and lead the race until, uh, like you said, his car kind of uh, as a, as the night came as the sun went down and uh, the night came on, the car kind of got tight. And uh, you know, and I, see, me and Mark, we thought he was always good on the restarts, but it, I guess we were kind of wrong because it was more from the 
daylight to nighttime where his car kind of fell off anyways. So, you know, because me and Mark looked at each other after the last caution. We're like, oh, he's going to pull away and win. He actually did, but actually it was more for the four tires than it was for how good his car was on a short, you know, his car wasn't really set for the short run. It was, you know, as, as he said. Uh, but other than that, it was a great race. Boy, you needed four uh, general tires at the end, and, man, he took them four on. He got him a rocket ship. Well, and that seems to be the, the – it seems to be the – every race that you go to in this ARCA series, if it comes down it's and it's a pit stop and tires, you know, it seems to be the tires is the key to winning a lot of these races. You know, I can't much blame Riley for staying – it could have easily, I mean, we had two laps to go, a green flag, and then I don't think Riley had it. the laps on his tires that the other guys did either, Rowdy, so maybe that was part of their decision. Yeah. Well, it made for a great finish, guys. If it hadn't been for the caution, though, Gillen would run. He just come, he was a silent silently pushing himself to the front with those long green flag runs. Even when he took the lead. Well, like Michael said, when the sun was out, his car was better, and Todd's wasn't as good. But when the sun went down and, you know, uh, roles kind of reversed, that Todd's car came to the better side when when the sun went down and Michael's kind of fell off, and that's when Todd was able to, you know, they were both good on long runs and short runs and more, you know, but Todd's was, you know, more in the, in the nighttime, and, you know, and if it wasn't for that uh, caution with four laps to go, it was a runaway for Todd. Yeah, it was. It, it would have been. But, uh, you know, hey, that's, that's racing. That's all luck of the draw right there. Not over till the checker flies. That's exactly right. That's when the big lady Doesn't matter what lap you need, as long as you lead the last one. Or how many? Just as long as you lead that last lap, or you're on the. That's the money lap. That's the one you want to leave. That's right. You're exactly right. The money lap. Another one of those guys. Extremely fast races. Was it an hour and 20 minutes or so, I think? I mean, we don't have a a direct uh, uh, amount of uh, time that the race took, but I was home by 11 o'clock, I think, that night. We were out of there by 10 o'clock or so, because it only takes me an hour to get home. And uh, we even covered the post-race in the uh, media center of the second and third place finishers. So uh, it was a quick evening, Rowdy. It's nice, guys, to go in there and get to the full story at the very end, isn't it? It was, uh, much like it was when we were the week before at Gateway, we were able to get. You get some little things that you don't normally get in some of the other interviews. So, uh, yeah, it, it's nice. Arkin does a nice job with it, Rowdy. Well. It's like we said, we're moving, pushing on to 
to uh, Iowa next. And that's a one-day show, isn't it, guys? They, it the, is. Uh, credential offense opens at uh, 7 o'clock. And then the uh, garage opens at 8. And they just push right through there with practice at 11.45 to 1.15. So the Indy Lights back there again, too, so... They'll be racing on yeah. Sunday. I didn't. We we have yeah, three divisions. Sorry, Jeff. No, on Sunday they have a whole uh, whole bunch of series running on Sundays. Indy Lights, the Indy Cars, and I think there's Verizon Indy running. Series. Yeah. Uh, at three forty-five, the uh, General Tire pole qualifying. It says all positions two laps. Post qualifying impound. And then uh, the engines start at 8 o'clock. And that starts the fans with benefits 150. It's uh, 150 laps. It's 132 miles. Hey, that's going to be on. Yeah, that's on MAV TV, but it's tape delayed. That's a shame. Uh, of all the the races, uh, that's probably one that shouldn't be tape delayed because it's going to be a good one and uh, very competitive. I wonder who's covering Verizon Indy cars. NBC. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because it shows. Uh, Indy Lights qualify, and then the final practice for the Indy or the Verizon Indy cars, and then up next. So, what what kind of tire do they use? Firestone. Different compound, use- completely rowdy. Hey, Mark, can you give us Firestone? Can you give us a rundown there, real quick? You got it on the job. top. Yeah, uh, top, what do you want to, uh, the top ten in points? No, the race. Yeah, one second, I will have it. You got if unless you got it, I don't. No, I'm actually switched. Uh, I was looking at something else, so I can bring it up if I need to. But go on, Jeff, you got it. All right. as, as you know, as you know, we had the winner tonight with Michael Self and the Sinclair um, Venturini Toyota. Um, in second place was Sheldon Creed. Um, third place we had Todd Gilliland. Um, fourth place we had Zane Smith. Fifth place Chase Purdy. Um, sixth place we had Riley Hurst. Seventh place we had Travis Braden. Eighth place we had Cody Braun. Robron. Uh, ninth, we had Will Rogers. And in 10th place, we had Austin Hill. Hey, I appreciate that, Jeff. Hey, guys, listen, I'm going to bring on our next guest. We got the driver for Mason Mitchell Motorsports and the number 98 who was at the uh, Chicago Land this race, this race weekend. Driver number 98, Chevrolet, Blaine 
Perkins. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Blaine. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, Blaine, uh, had to been a big night at Chicago. That was, you what, your third start? Yeah, so it was my third uh, start this year for Mason. Well, 11th, not too bad, my friend. There's a lot of good cars in the 10th place there. It was it made for a good look, good race. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the series is super competitive right now. There's a lot of good cars out there. Um, all these guys are making their ARCA. Um, all these full-time ARCA drivers are making their Xfinity truck debut. So um, it's full of talent, and I'm just glad to be out there, and we're getting better every race. Well, Blaine, how does a young man end up with Mason Mitchell? How would you get started in, in motorsports? Well, I've been racing for about eight, nine years now. Um, started in go-karts and transitioned more to towards the oval and the full-size stock car when I was about 12, 14. Um, got in touch with Mason when I was about 15, and we were always kind of looking forward to maybe running a race or two with him on the short tracks. And then last year we kind of got a call kind of out of the blue. Um, he was looking for a driver for Kentucky, and uh, after that we, we kind of sat down with him. We thought I was ready, so... Um, it was really awesome to be a part of Mason Mitchell Motorsports and run the four races this year with him. Well, now your next race is uh, Kansas, is that right? Yep. I have not been to Kansas, but they say it's a great place to race at night there. Yeah, it looks like a great uh, racetrack. I actually went there last year with the team and uh, it was. It looked like a great race. Um, I think they had Justin Haley driving for them. I think they finished really well there. So, looking forward to getting after it in October. Well, well, uh, racing with your teammate. Uh, that's got to be pretty awesome. Actually, we've had him on, Max, on the Rowdy Maglite show. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, getting to know Max. I, I met him last year in the Canaan West Series. He ran a couple races, um, and then just getting to know him this year. Um, I went to Daytona. Um, learned a lot from him going to Talladega. He had some experience, and it was pretty cool to see him watch his uh, make his truck debut this weekend. And I thought he did really well. And good luck to him and his next couple starts. Hey, hey, Jeff, you're on the, with Blaine Perkins. Hey, Blaine, uh, thanks for being on the show, and uh, you know, congratulations on your 11th place win for all your third start in ARCA. Um, being with uh, Mason Mitchell Motorsports, you were talking about you were going to run the small tracks, but it seems like you're running the bigger tracks. What what got got, got you going more to the bigger tracks than the smaller tracks? Yeah, so I first got in touch with Mason when I was about 15, and we were kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to do with my racing career. And at that time, we were running some um, some K&N, and we were running some K&N West. So we actually focused on that for that year, and the following year we ran another full season. Um, and then at the end of it, we kind of got in touch with Mason about the bigger track, and we ran Kentucky, and it, it was finally eligible to race the, at Kentucky because I was 17. So it, it was awesome just to go to Kentucky and get the bigger track experience, and that's kind of what we wanted to focus on this year now. So just going all these big tracks across the country, it's just a blast. Now, how much of a, a, a difference is it going from the K&N series to the, these bigger ARCA cars? 
There's definitely a difference. Um, this car feels like it's a little, it's got a little more power. Um, but the K&N series was great. I mean, I raced with a lot of these guys in the K&N series um, that we've all kind of moved up to the ARCA series. And um, I think the biggest difference is definitely the tracks. ARCA goes to some great um, mile and a half super speedways. So it's just been really fun getting out there, um, going to these cup tracks and trying to learn as much as I can. Now, how much confidence does it give you uh, coming in with uh, Mason Mitchell Motorsports uh, with the quality of cars they bring to the track every weekend, knowing you can kind of win on any uh, given race? Yeah, that's huge. I mean, we picked Mason for that exact reason. We felt like they had cars that were capable of winning everywhere we went. Um, and we really showed that at Talladega. I was proud of the team, and um, we almost won that race. We were in second place in the final lap, and we ended up running out a little gas. So came a little short there, but, I mean, it was a great race for my second career start in ARCA. Um, and then we went to Pocono. Um, I think we were running inside the top five and got a little damage, and I think we finished 11th there. So um, second start on the mile and a half in Chicago was a big learning curve and not much practice, but I think we'll be really good come Kansas. Now, getting seat time in the ARCA cars, what has been your uh, biggest learning experience uh, with these cars that make you a better driver overall? Yeah, these big tracks, they're um, a lot different than um, the little quarter-mile, half-mile racetracks that we go to. Um, the races are a lot longer, and what really makes the transition a little better is having Mason on our, my side. I mean, he's a great friend of mine now, and um, I can learn so much from him. So it's pretty cool to have him back in the car this weekend in Iowa, his hometown. So uh, hopefully we'll be out there just trying to cheer him on. Now, other in Kansas, what other? where else are we going to see you this year with Mason Mitchell? So as of right now, that's it. We're just going to run the end of the year um, in Kansas. And then locally I'm running some late models just uh, back home in Irwindale, California. So uh, just trying to get some seat time there, and we're trying to uh, hopefully make a run for the championship. We're not too far out. So I actually race there Wednesday night for big, um, the big July 4th race. So looking forward to that. Okay, Blaine, uh, thanks for taking time and being on the show tonight, and uh, good luck with uh, your late models, and we'll see you back in the ARCA car back later in the year. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And I'm going to turn you over to Mark. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, Blaine, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Good. Uh, we're glad to have you on. Uh, like I said, we've had Max on, and, and, and now it's your turn. And you guys get to know each other. Uh, what's your? Are you close to the same age? Yeah, Max is a couple years older than me, um, but it's been good going back to North Carolina. I'm getting getting to meet him at the race shop and just kind of hanging out, going, doing things together, going to the go-kart track with the team and um, whatever we can do just to have some fun out there. Well, that's good. I was going to ask you if you, if you guys had some similarities or common interests, and it sounds like you do. Uh, makes for a good teammate, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, fun with Max. We're always having a blast. We're always uh, messing with each other and Mason. So uh, we, we all work together real well. So I think it's good that we're both kind of new to this, the whole ARCA racing series. And Mason's really doing a great job of pointing us in the right direction and helping us as much as he can. 
Well, as a car owner, he well should be, and uh, he's always been very good about that. Whoever's in his car is driving, and uh, yeah, he's 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 a popular guy in the garage area, and and there's a reason he is, and uh, he gets good drivers to drive for him. So, uh, is there a chance you may be out running on the other race, ARCA races, or is that pretty much your your set with Kansas now? Yeah, maybe. I mean, if um, the the right circumstances come up hopefully we can get out there for another race um just kind of we're we're just in talks right now we kind of got it um set for kansas right now but i mean if any anything opens up he knows to let us know and maybe we'll try to get out there for another race that's great um now you said you're going for the championship at irwindale yep and how's that going what's uh uh, what's your late What's your late model team all about? Give us a little info on that one. Yeah, so I drive for uh, High Point Racing, um, owned by Tim Huddleston and the Huddlestons out there. Um, it's been a blast going back to Irwindale this year and trying to race with some great competition in late models. I really think it's probably the best uh, field out in California for late models. So okay. just going out there, it's been a blast. How long have you been racing for this team? So I raced for them when I was uh, 14, and then I raced half a season. Then I ran a full season when I was 15. Um, And now I took a couple years off, and now I'm back with them. Well, great. You said, you know, seat time, that's what counts, and uh, you like getting that seat time, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's everything. Racing is always racing. You're always going to be learning something. So uh, it doesn't really matter what it's got as long as it's got a motor and a steering wheel, I'm ready to go. Well, is there much transferable between a, a super late model and an ARCA car? I know the ARCA car is bigger and bulkier and heavier, but can you transfer any knowledge from one car to the other? Um, so I race late models back home. I don't run a super late. Um, I've only ran one race in a super late, so okay. I don't have a big comparison for that. But from the late model-wise, I think it's – the biggest thing I can transfer to the cars is just trying to be smooth. Um, smoothness is key, and everything you do has a reaction, so you want to be smooth on the wheel. Um, and if you're too aggressive, it can always hurt you. So always trying to learn from the late models just about being smooth, smooth fast. We'll hopefully we'll see you at the track sooner rather than later, Blaine. We appreciate you being on the show, and I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy right now. Got it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Mark. All right, Mark. Thank you. Uh, Blaine, I appreciate you coming in on Monday night. Kind of a short uh, notice there, but let's talk just a minute about your sponsors. Makes it possible for you to go round and round on the track. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I couldn't uh, do it without my, all of my awesome sponsors. Auto Park it, Four Star Fruit, um, Good Life Organics, Vision Wheel. All these guys, I mean, there's many more. I couldn't do it without my mom and my dad and all my family. So I uh, just got to thank all of them for supporting me throughout my racing career, and I just got to love them for it. Well, uh, Blaine, my grandson turned 10 today. Do you remember your first go-kart? Yes. I hope when he gets to see his uh, tomorrow that he will remember it forever, too. Uh Blaine, I appreciate you coming on and being part of the show. And one more thing, how did you talk your mom into letting you go race? Because that may be what he's got to do 
to his mother. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I just, she, she knew I loved it. So, uh, she's always supported me for everything I've been through. So, uh, I'm sure the little guy will love that go-kart and just got to kind of sweet talk his mom into letting him go fast and slowly work his way up to it. But, um, happy birthday to him. So I'm glad he's getting into racing. Brian, I appreciate you spending, uh, some time with us on, on Monday night and uh, good luck and uh, anytime you got anything going on just let us know and be glad to bring you back on and you're in good hands with Mason Mitchell thank you yep for sure thank you alright guys hey we're going to push on to Iowa next sound like a plan I'm ready Rory rates too high me. driver's not approved sound familiar with over 30 years' experience, GSI Tow Truck Insurance can design a policy within your means. All we write is tow truck insurance. See to Shining Sea, Wisconsin to Georgia, Los Angeles to South Dakota. We have you covered. So what are you waiting for? Call or text us for a non-obligation quote at 262-501-7244. GSI. Big or small, we write them all. Yeah, guys, uh, next, this, today is Parker's birthday. He is a whopping 10, and I'm going to change his life. <laughs> he knows what a grandpa that. you are, Brody. We'll talk about it. I'll have pictures on it next week, but this just fell out of the sky, and I'm going to grab it. It sounds like it's a good fall out of the sky, Rowdy, and, and I'm sure Parker's going to be absolutely thrilled. Absolutely. Well, I give him a well, little Parker's heads not, up. I hope Parker's <laughs> not listening to the show because he's going to know about it now. <laughs> he, he's, he's at ball practices with his sissy, and they're celebrating his birthday. I, I told him he could come over and hang out with me tonight, but he said he he, they was going to spe- uh, treat him special tonight, so he was going to go be, be treated special. Well, guys, well, hey, listen, what a show, man. Uh, Michael Self, the winner of Scott, the Scott 150. Now we got to get ready for uh, fans with uh, benefits. One down and one to go, Rowdy, or uh, 11 down and, and another nine to go. Race number 12, guys. We're knocking them down here, that uh, 11 race straight. Campaign's looking shorter and shorter now, isn't it? Hard to believe we're it over halfway seems, through the season already. It just seems that, Jeff, you and I were down in Daytona, Rowdy. I know, and I looked at Berlin. It looks like it's in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you make it up, all, you have, all you have to do is get to my house. We'll take care of the rest, Rowdy. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it's in Canada. <laughs> All right, hey, listen, what a night! Uh, Great cast. Blaine's Park. Uh, Blaine Perkins. Uh, he's an up and comer. He, he is. Uh, he's had a pretty good start. 
When you're coming in with some yeah. one of these better teams, the Mason Mitchells or the Venturinis or the MDM Motorsports groups, you know, you can't beat any of those. No, and, you know, going back, uh, Shelton Creed is leading on the uh, General Tire Super Speedway Challenge, too. He's still leading. Venturini Motorsports is second, but Well, Sheldon's still leading the points, too, and starting to put a little gap in between some of these other guys. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see the Praetors back in, in the field, but I know they didn't. it didn't end up with what, the way they expected it to end up. It didn't, it, they didn't last very long on Saturday night. They had some uh, engine issues. I think they blew up. Is that in uh, or a fuel pump? It, it was something uh, that, that, unfortunately, the car wasn't out there long. Car looked good, though. That paint, this paint scheme that Jesse Uju had on there, it was a nice-looking car. Yeah, so, it was eye-catching. wonder if Jesse's got the car this weekend for uh, Iowa. Did y'all? I mean, there's several little old things yesterday, a couple of times that covered Jesse on the free race show. Uh, I don't know what. You know what? I'm not sure if he's in it or not. Rowdy, uh, I'll check on see if he's on the uh, the Arca list right now. But uh, last I saw, he was not. There we go. No, don't see him listed, Rowdy. But that can change. It's still early in the week. Right. It, it does change. I, I looked through it earlier, and, heck, there wasn't nobody hardly in, entered. About 12 cars. Quickly. Well, we, and, have and, make and a little note. we have to make a note on a driver change, Rowdy. Okay. Uh, Penn Schrader Racing now has a new driver. In the 52 car? Brett Holmes has taken over the 52. And of all people, uh, Wayne Peterson is listed as the driver of the uh, 23 car this weekend. Yeah, you're right. I was a little surprised to see that myself. The 23 car. Got Wayne Peterson as a driver. And, and the Brett going in. Brett's in the 52 Brett Holmes going into the Ken Schrader car. Unless there's some kind of typo. Well, I'm interested to see what Brett can do with the car because Rowdy and I were talking at Gateway a little bit, Jeff, about is it the car or is it Brett? So now's the time to prove which one's which. Well, you know, uh, Dad's nervous as a cat. Uh, and then, you know, they race side by the, him and Natalie race a lot together. I mean, they're. Oh, yeah, they're always seem to be together on the track. So. 
Uh, we'll we'll see if that changes now that he's in the 52 car. I don't know. I didn't say that, guys. I think this is very recent, Rowdy, and it's, that's why it's catching us all by surprise a little bit. I don't even see anything on ARCA about it. No, neither have I. Well, Mark and Jeff, what are y'all looking forward to at Iowa? Let's let's talk about Iowa now. We we're just a few days away. This is y'all's second, first time to the media center. Second time to, or your third time to Iowa. It's our second time to Iowa, and we were able to get into the media center last year. So this is a, and that, it won't be a new experience for us, but an enjoyable one nonetheless. Uh, Some place to go. Sit, cool off a little bit. Uh, we we have a lot of racing. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Indy cars. We don't get to see them very often. They're an exotic form of auto racing and uh, um, extremely fast. And uh, to get around the track like they do is just incredible, Rowdy. Well, you know, John Basie and their group puts on uh, it. It's Indy Lights. Is that who comes? To uh, well, they, have the, they have the Verizon IndyCar Series coming in, Rowdy. The big boys. Okay. And that, from what I understand, is of, what, the third weekend of uh, August. I believe it is. I, yeah, we were uh, speaking with them about that uh, when we were at Gateway a few couple weeks ago, so... Yeah, we're uh, uh, that's a great place to go see a race, too. Well, guys, one more thing let's talk about before we uh, leave. I'm going to tell you what. It's been a, you got to say, it has been an eventful year in ARCA. And what an amazing thing to read that Bo Massis has bought out Salem Speedway with the kennels helping. I I think it was at the right time and the right moment, and things came together, and I'm glad to see somebody like Bo Lamastis getting the track and the Kimmels. Uh, We know Richard Deaton really well, and we wish him the best with the the new ownership and looking forward to working with him in the future. Well, I think think with the Kimmels having a long history and being really successful down in uh, Salem, you know, we – I think we can say it's in good hands for hopefully more for many years ago to come. Cause when you see a, a racetrack being sold, you don't know who it's being sold to and what's going to happen to it, you know, and how it's going to be run or if it's ever going to be run again. But now seeing that the Kimmels are, are part owners in it and the history that they have there, that it, I, I think we can see guarantee there's going to be some racing for years to come. Family heritage carried on, guys, and that's what it's all about. Well, it, it just hopefully we'll be able to see the ARCA series for the near future running continually at Salem twice a year. Uh, we enjoy the races there. We enjoy being down there. It's a really neat racetrack. So uh, looking forward to being there in uh, September and 
Uh, hopefully, we'll have more news to talk about by the time that comes around. Hey, listen. Richard, he'll be still involved with the track anyways, even though it's been sold. Right. Well, anytime you got, like I said, anytime you got a track for sale, it's the first thing you wonder is it for development of something else. But with the kennels in it and bow in it, it's going to be racing, guys. Just better racing. It's going to just get better. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the facility itself, Rowdy. It's it's not in bad shape, but everybody likes to come in and make improvements. So looking forward to what they do with it. It's uh, a really nice racetrack. Very well, great. They have done some right? they ha- yeah. They have done some improvements in the last year's new seating, um, some of the repaving in turns threes and fours, you know, their concessions. There has been improvements in the last few years, so. I don't really see it yes. going anywhere. Probably more improvements. Just, I guess the only thing I could see them doing is is having to rework the track a little bit uh, in some of the spots where uh, it's aged so so much. Uh, it, it's going to need to be uh, fixed. It'd be great, guys, to have that ARCA race on Friday night, and then Saturday the trucks roll in like. Gateway. Ooh, uh, I can think of a, f- a couple facilities that would be good at Rowdy. Uh, yeah, uh, an ARCA truck doubleheader would be neat at Salem, but uh, maybe that's a little far-fetched in our books. Great place to start. All right, Jeff, how do you... Uh, how you want to finish this night out here? Well, we're just looking for five days to see uh, out in Iowa for another great ARCA race with uh, all these young stars. Um, if you can get out there, come out there. It's a great track, uh, you know, kind of overseen by Rusty, Vel- Rusty Wallace in development and uh, designing. And it's a great track. So if you can get out there, get out there and we'll come out and see us. Well, Mark, you got to spend some time with Skip up at uh, Slinger. I did, Rowdy. I had a really enjoyable evening. Uh, Skip and his sons are are just fun guys to be with. Uh, we the, the the boys kind of uh, have their own little thing going on, and Skip and I were able to to chat away and discuss uh, a, a lot of different stuff besides the races. So, uh, Skip, I know you're out there listening tonight. Enjoy your week at the lake, and I'll see you Tuesday night at Slinger, and hopefully we'll talk to you before that. And hey. we got coming up. What's that, Rowdy? I said, and hey, you got uh, GSI Toe in there, my man. We do. We do. And I and I you, you took the words right out of my mouth, Rowdy. <laughs> PSI towing uh, tow truck insurance is our uh, is our main advertiser. We're really glad to have him on board and enjoyed meeting Skip and his his sons. And I'm looking forward to studying the Slinger Nationals with them a week from tomorrow night. And we'll be talking a little more about the Nationals next Monday, Rowdy. Well, hey, everybody be careful with the firecrackers. 
You guys have a good birthday party, Rowdy. Yeah, we are. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it caught on tape because it's gonna be a a drawer dropper. I'm looking forward to seeing I, it, Rowdy. I'm gonna be a good guy and I'm gonna be a villain on the other side. <laughs> Hey, Rowdy, till next week, we'll see you. Keep that light shining, guys. Got it right.